Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're about to listen to an episode from Modus, the family con, where we dig into how an unknown company became one of the most infamous cases of pandemic profiteering in the world. Intrigued? Get updates on the latest episode releases by following Modus wherever you get your podcasts. In the last episode, we learned about Farmily Pharmaceutical and how they bag government contracts worth billions. This, despite having no track record and no financial capacity to deliver on those contracts. As Senator Richard Gordon, who was investigating the deal, said... Laway lang ang kapital at pagkakaibigan lamang ang kapital ikita ka na ng limpak-limpak. We also told you about Michael Yang, the man who made it all happen for Farmally. Mr. Yang said that uh, he doesn't know and he has no relation to Farmally. And in episode 3, we'll get up close and personal with Yang a.k.a. The Backer. You're listening to Modus, The Farmily Con, and I'm your host, Lourdes De Vera. And this is the story of how a little company with big ambitions and even bigger government connections became the star of the Philippines' corruption scandal in the time of COVID. Modus the Farmalicon is a Puma podcast production made possible by international media support. Let's go back to the question from last episode. How does a company with such little value, no assets, no capacity to deliver in orders, and no sales in their first year cash in for billions? Iyalam naman natin yan. Kanino ka ba malakas? Or, as the kids would say these days, are you in the room where it happens? Michael Young has been in business here in the Philippines for 20 years. Nag-umpisayan dito sa Davao. Si Jao, pag nagpunta ng Davao, doon natutulog sa bahay niya. Zhao is Zhao Jinhua, at that time the ambassador of China to the Philippines. His five-year tour of duty ended October 2019, a few months before the COVID-19 pandemic. To repeat, President Duterte said that whenever the Chinese ambassador to the Philippines visited Davao, he would stay in Michael Yang's house. That is how familiar Yang is with high-ranking officials. But turns out, Formally, is not his first scandal. In 2020, Yang, also known as Yang Hongming, was accused of coordinating a network of meth labs in Mindanao in the early 2000s. 
you heard it right, Yang has long been linked to the drug trade, the very thing Rodrigo Duterte promised to stamp out. My God, I hate drugs. This is according to an affidavit submitted to the International Criminal Court. And that ICC affidavit corroborated another intelligence report, this time from the year 2017. Back then, a former narcotics agent named Eduardo Acierto claimed to have raided a Shabu lab in Davao in 2004, and that Yang was behind the operations of the lab. Guess who was Davao City Mayor at that time? I hate drugs. The report was later dismissed, but to this day, it makes the president very, very angry. Acierto was one of the top kidnappers dito sa Pilipinas, putang ina mo. Huwag mo kaming bulahin. Ayan, alam na nung buong pulis. Pera-pera ka lang. Butit na wala ka na sa pulis. Despite his name being linked to drugs, Michael Yang was simply untouchable. In fact, he walked the corridors of power freely. Let's take a trip down memory lane. October 2016, Yang joined Duterte's first state visit to China. Videos of the large entourage walking down a busy Beijing street on the way to lunch show Yang right beside Duterte for the most part, edging out even longtime aide Bongo. Yang, in a sharp black suit, was all smiles, chit-chatting with the president and executive secretary Salvador Mejaldea throughout the walk. At the restaurant, he's positioned one seat away from Duterte, presidential table. Five months later, March 2017, Yang was the star again when he facilitated a meeting between Duterte, officials from the DOH, and some businessmen at the presidential guest house in Panacan, Davao City. Guess who was in that meeting? Uh-huh, that's right. Formerly international executives, including Huang Wenlai, the father of Huang Zuyen, who started formally in the Philippines. We say facilitated because in the video footage of the meeting, Michael Yang, dressed in a purple shirt, was the one introducing the attendees to the president. Pero di natin lang kung siya organize pero certainly, it looked like he was playing the part of the host. And so, by the dawn of New Year 2018, Yang had earned himself a fancy new title, Economic Advisor to the President, even though he was a Chinese citizen. And even more impressive, turns out he could somewhat almost speak the same language as Duterte. Here's the interpreter speaking on Yang's behalf at a House hearing. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, pinapasabi po ni Mr. Yang na in terms of uh, Tagalog, in terms very basic lang po yung alam niya. So yung mga, mga social yes, communication, yun lang po yung English, mga English. How about English? Does he know English? Oh. English hindi po, Mr. Chairman. No, no. Bisaya. Bisaya. No, hindi rin po. Kamay, konti lang. Konti lang po. Paano kaya siya nagbibigay ng advice, no? Sign language, Google Translate, charades. Anyway, Yang even had business cards made that reflected his powerful new job, complete with presidential seal. 
And with that, regular na rin siya sa Malacanang. In May that year, 2018, he was back for a ceremony where a certain Chinese businessman named Jose Ko was given the Order of Lapu-Lapu, a merit award Duterte himself created. In the official photo, Yang was sandwiched between Senators Bongo and Juan Miguel Zubiri. But curiously, the presidential communications team does not identify him in the caption. It was a small affair. The only other people on stage were then-spokesman Harry Roque, President Duterte, the award recipient, and his family. So, ano namang role ni Michael Yang doon? Um, but we'll leave that to your imagination. Then, in November 2018, the biggest bragging rights of all. Yang joins the state banquet for Chinese President Xi Jinping in Malacanang. This was the first ever state visit of Xi. China's most powerful ruler in decades and since Mao. So anyone who's anyone in the world of politics and business was there. Ito yung type na event where the guest list would be very carefully curated by both sides. And the seating arrangement vetted by numerous people. Michael Yang, in a dapper suit, sits one table away from Health Secretary Francisco Duque III. A few years later, these two men will become involved in a great big controversy. In short, Yang was in the room where it happens. Well, he always is. Ang kidyan si Yang. Yang is known to me. I admitted and it was Yang whom I requested Lady Ground to do the legwork of my going to China and getting into a new deal and a new relations. So by now, it should be clear to you that Yang is a real power broker. That said, there's one final meeting we want to tell you about. We're back in what looks like Malacanang. In one of the nicer rooms, there's an assortment of beige sofas, on a large coffee table in the middle of the room, there are four glasses for water. But there are only three men. President Duterte is in the center background, wearing a barong Tagalog, the Philippine flag behind him. In the foreground is the young Lincoln Ong, one of the founders of Farmery in the Philippines who looks to be in his early 30s. He's in a gray, short-sleeved collared shirt and dress shoes, smiling at the camera. And in between them is none other than our man, the man of the hour. My man Michael in a black hoodie, t-shirt, and black trainers. I mean, who gets to see the president looking like a hobo? Or Kanye West? Si Michael lang ang malakas. We don't know when the photo was taken, much less what they talked about. But it's real. Lincoln Ong admitted as much to Blue Ribbon Committee Chair Senator Dick Gordon. Nakikita ko po yung litrato niyan. Yes po, Mr. Chairman. Totoo ba yun? Yes yeah. po, totoo po yan. Totoo po. Ano yan? The good, the bad, and the ugly? Point is, even if this meeting happened before the pandemic struck, formally, then an unknown company with no money 
already got an audience with the highest official of the land. And that's thanks to one man. In the world of white-collar crime, the guilty often uses this defense to reduce their punishment. The argument that it was a victimless crime anyway. Meaning, it was illegal, pero wala namang namatay. Wala namang nasaktan, di ba? In this case, wala nga ba talaga? O baka hindi lang natin namalayan? Here's Senator Franklin Drillon, who reviewed Michael Young's income tax returns during the October 28, 2021 Blue Ribbon Committee hearing. Uh, okay, Mr. Michael Young, interesting. The income tax returns for taxable years 2017 and prior years were not filed. No income tax return filed. This is based on the verification made by the district collections section and the income tax returns for 2014. 2017 could not be found in the records of the BIR. In 2018, the taxable income of Mr. Young was at 208,000 and the taxes paid in 2018 was 7,600 pesos. 7,600 pesos ang binayad niyang buwis. Ibig sabihin, ang deneklara niyang taxable income for 2018 is over 17,000 pesos lang per month. Yes! For a guy who has a direct line to Malacanang, who gets invited to state dinners, state banquets, who accompanies the president on overseas trips, whose house in Davao is where ambassadors stay. By the way, do you know where Michael Yang lives in Manila? Number 19 Nara Avenue, Forbes fucking park. Yes, that Forbes park. He signed a lease in 2017 paying, are you ready for this? 500,000 pesos a month. Mr. Yang said that his place of residence is at 19 Nara. Remind ko lang na yung dineklara niyang taxable income for 2018 is 208,000 pesos. Alam niya ba kung sinong totoong kumikita ng ganun sa isang taon? Entry-level BPO workers, not power brokers. But that's exactly what Michael Yang would have you believe. Truth is, he was probably wealthy enough to lend billions so formally could order bulk supplies from China, although he denied it to death during the House hearing. Mr. Chairman, according to Mr. Yang, uh, for the for the for the award of the contract. Uh, number one, uh, he does not even know nang, nung nag-register yung company. Number two, uh, nalaman na lang niya when they approach him eventually nung may kailangan sila na tulong for supplier, for sourcing of suppliers, nag-refer siya. In actuality po, Mr. Chairman, uh, it's the money of his friends po. Pero nilaglag siya ni Wang Suyen at Lin Kon Ong, co-founders ng Farmali. These two boys admitted that they did not have the money at the start to buy the supplies that the government ordered. I just wish to state on record that we did um, re uh, receive Mr. Michael Young's help with um, borrowed money from him. 
the arrangement was since we will not be able to finance these things and we really needed to do that so that we would not get blacklisted, he offered to borrow us the money so that we would be able to pay for it. Michael Young paid the, probably advanced and paid the stocks. But I mean the goods. Even the president himself admitted that Young was a paymaster or in Bisaya, pagador. May contact ito sa China na malalaking korporasyon at siya ang nag pagador so made their entry here. Tapos 20 years na si Yang dito pero di nila makita yung tax returns siya from 2014 to 2017. So when we talk about white collar crime and the perpetrators saying that there was no victim anyway, in this instance, the victim is you, is us. How many masks and PPEs could these taxes have bought when we needed them most in the early months of the pandemic? How many more SSS members could have been assisted with their hospital bills? And how many nurses and healthcare workers could have been paid fairly without them having to take to the streets, demanding their fair wages? So, this is not a victimless crime. And the other victims are the Filipino manufacturers. When the pandemic hit, the Department of Trade and Industry asked Filipino manufacturers to repurpose their factories and help make personal protective equipment or PPEs, like masks, gowns, etc. Because there was a global shortage then, some of the rich countries were hoarding supplies. One of the local firms which stepped up was EMS Components, an electronics assembly firm. In April 2020, a month after lockdown, EMS Components won a contract from PSDBM, short for Procurement Service of the Department of Budget Management, to supply 100 million face masks at 13 pesos and 50 cents each. That was actually cheaper than the Pharmalik coat for masks, which ranged from 22 to 27 pesos per piece. So anyway, EMS Components quickly got to work buying some 200 million pesos in raw materials and equipment. Except, just as they were getting ready to deliver the first batch in June, they were suddenly told not to deliver all of it. Here's Perry Ferrer, the CEO of EMS Components. Per contract uh, with uh, the DBMPS, uh, our shipments would have started in June at 8.5 million per month. We were able to ship only 5.3 million in June, and the balance was delayed. Uh, there was a communication to us that uh, our shipments were put on hold and not to deliver. You know why? The government warehouses were full. The PSDBM did not distribute the PPEs fast enough. And suddenly, the market prices started dropping. So, naipit. That was actually the key finding of the Commission on Audit in that report that started it all. Here's Mike Aguinaldo, who was then chair of COA. Uh, the problem was, hindi po na disposed kasi uh, a lot of this equipment uh, right away, so that nung dumating po yung uh, September and the prices went down, 
yung mga regional offices and hospitals ng DOH ayaw nang bumili or kumuha from PSDBM kasi mahal. So you know what PSDBM did? It forced EMS components to sell 75 million of the original 100 million face mask contract at 2 pesos and 35 cents each instead of the agreed 13 pesos and 50 cents each. Yes, even though the contract had already been awarded. Listen to Perry Ferrer once more. Uh, yes, Senator, nalugi kami. I feel for our employees, the one who worked last year, the one who, despite the lockdowns in the quarantine, uh, slept in our factory to be able to produce the medical-grade face mask. We have over 300 that slept in our factory to produce it. In the meantime, as PSDBM Undersecretary Lloyd Christopher Lau probably said, Farmally was able to deliver everything. He continued to accept shipments from Chinese firms while forcing local manufacturers to sell at a loss. In fact, it came to light that the PSDBM even processed the customs clearance for yet another Chinese supplier. Special. Samantala si EMS Components. We imported our raw materials uh, ourselves and cleared it uh, through the BOC. We also deliver our finished product ourselves. And because the bulk of the contracts went to foreigners, Perinus Group of PPE manufacturers estimate that some 3,000 local jobs were lost. We didn't know how far this COVID was going to go, but uh, we knew we were entering into a war. And it is our duty as a Filipino company to contribute even just a little bit. President Duterte has not only defended Michael Yang numerous times, he spent a lot of time on the pulpit attacking the lawmakers who dared investigate the case. It lalo na si Gordon. He is afflicted with xenophobia. Galit yan sa inchik, ewan ko. Amerikano kasi. Now you understand the power behind the name Michael Yang. So, while no one has yet been able to prove that Yang had a direct hand in formally success, it's not too hard to imagine that when a nobody like Lincoln Ong or Huang Suyen or Moit Dargani calls a PSDBM or DOH and says, Michael Yang referred us that the party actually sits up and takes notice. Listen to this exchange between Senator Kiko Pangilinan and Lincoln Ong. Ang lakas ni Mr. Yang sa gobyerno, kaya niyang ma-insure na yung bilyong-bilyong halaga ay mababayaran ng gobyerno. Tama ba yun? Tama yes, po, Mr. Chairman. You see, in the Philippines, it really pays to have friends in high places. You've been listening to Modus, the Farmly Con. This has been your host, Lord De Vera. And this episode was written by Regina Lay, with editorial support from Trisha Aquino and Carl Jo Javier. Research from Easy Lee, 
and Regina Lay. Edited by Mark Casillan. Modus the Farmalicon is a Puma podcast production made possible by international media support. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. Like Michael Yang. Maraming salamat po. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.